0: The Steve Warren Project, sports and whatever.
1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the SWP. We're all fired up with tales of sports and whatever. James, what's going on
0: with you, buddy? Uh, Good, Stevie. Was away for the week, got back last night. Yesterday in the flight home, Steve, okay, you know, uh, I sat down and was tired. Stevie, you know, I had to drive into Toronto from Sunday, four or five-hour drive, and then, you know, fall asleep for a few hours at a hotel and then get up and get on the plane. And, uh, it's got the three seats across, Steve. And, and I sit down and I just want to go to sleep. Okay, mm-hmm. Steve. Mm-hmm. All right. And, and I accept that, Stevie, from people who are fellow passengers of mine when I'm on an airplane. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not. Hey, how are you? You know, where are you off to? You know, are you, are you from Toronto? Or are you visiting? Are you on your way to Edmonton? You know, none of that shit. Okay, Steve. If I see the guy with the neck brace on, you know, the little cushion, Steve. Okay. And rocking his seat back. Okay. No talkie. Okay, yeah. Steve. No talkie. Okay. Yeah. So I do that right away, Steve. And I've got the kid who's three years old and the mother. I'm on the aisle, actually. And the mother's on the window. The kid's in the middle. The other parent, they got three kids. He's over on the other side of the aisle. And I sit down, (laughs) Steve, and she goes, as soon as I sit down, okay, Steve, the overbearing mother who's talking loud to her Uh, kids. Oh, yeah. We all know her. You know that one, Stevie? Okay. Oh, God, yeah. Okay, Kevin, you know, do you want to play stickers or do you want to do some activities? Right? I'm just rolling my eyes going, are you kidding me? This is a five-hour flight, Stevie. Okay. Yeah, or four. They say it m.
1: takes a village to raise a child, but most of the village wants the child to be as quiet as possible.
0: Yeah, exactly, Wernsey. So anyway, as soon as I sit down, she gives me the excuse me, and I pretend I can't hear her. Okay, she's well, I don't know what is she foot and a half away? I don't know mm-hmm. one seat away. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm saying, no speaking the English. No speaking the English. No, no capiche? She goes excuse me, and I go. Uh, I, I don't even say anything, Steve. I just look at her. Okay, I'm pissed. Okay, and would you mind switching seats? Could I? Do you want a window? If you want a window, would you switch with me? And I could sit on the aisle, and then I'm, I, and then I'm closer to my husband, who's who's across the aisle in the other seat at the window. And and I said,
1: well, well, really, <laughs> right? Is she talking this loudly to you as well? Yes, like your yes, child? she,
0: she <laughs> is. Yeah, yeah, she is. Right. And, and I'm saying in my head just oh, I'm I'm trying to think if I remember. Oh yeah, it was like shut the fuck up, okay? Right, That's right. what I was saying in my head. And uh so I'm completely annoyed and she goes, "Would you like to switch?" And I say, "No."
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Nice. Okay. Nice. She didn't know what to say, Steve, right? And I I was perfect with that. Not knowing what to say means don't say anything, you know?
1: Yeah, I'm not she's so used just to getting said, her way. That's what you know, she's she's shocked because most of the people just sort of go along. Oh, well, she's a young mother. Let me yes. let me help out here. I, I encountered one of the, the McDonald's not that long ago. And the loud talking, the child's in line. Okay jimmy would you like a cheeseburger or a hamburger in your happy meal no, no, do you want a book or a toy which which one do you the book can you tell me what the book is jimmy doesn't like those
0: kinds of books shut it yeah exactly and so then you know if you if they, they think steve they're the first parent in the world to have yeah. children yeah. You know? Yeah. No, we've talked about this before. Yeah, a, yeah, exactly. It's so, a nuisance for sure. My my mother was the best. You know, people would come in to visit with a newborn and they go to, you know, they sort of want to show it. You know, like, look at look at here. Hey, grandma. Grandma mm-hmm. and my mom. They'd go to hand it to my mother. She'd go, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. No, no, I bought that shirt, as they say, Stevie. Uh anyway. <laughs> anyway, so that was uh, the the trip back. But they they you know what, Steve? They didn't bother me. They were kind of frightened of me, as a matter of fact. Good. Uh yeah. No. Not, no think, explanation, Steve. No, nothing. I just gave it the no. I don't yeah. want to switch. No, so. it's
1: a blow. It's a blow for the common man uh, that uh, that doesn't have the guts to uh, to intervene on something like that. Quite frankly, it's for her family's own good. They need to understand how annoying they are when they do right. the whole loud talking. I'm the only parent there's ever been in the history of the world. My child is so damn precious that you yes. should all be uh, helping me parent this child. No, it's not like that at all. So yeah, well done, happen. James. I salute you. Yeah, tip
0: my cap. Boom. Here's here's my- the other thing, Stevie. Uh, before we get to get to get to get to get, get to get to get to what we got to get to, did, 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 did. Uh, tell me if this could go wrong, Steve. Uh, helping a friend uh, up in Sudbury, have to get up on a ladder, vaulted ceiling, twelve feet high, piece of wood up on that ceiling, Steve. A little two by four that was holding up a wall needs to come down. Uh, mm-hmm. so what so let's happen. get out that stepladder that isn't tall enough. Okay, Steve, the <laughs> step ladder's okay. It's only six feet. Get on the Should top you, of it. Sh- top of it, six feeder. Okay. You can't stand on that, you know. On the, well, so you can't stand on the top platform, Steve, the little wee thing that, that you know, it's just uh, one of the little uh, braces, Stevie, that you snap open, you know, when you pull the ladder apart. Mm-hmm. Right. One of the, So the there's only the one brace, Steve, that's really working well. Nice. Okay? Uh, and if I'm going to get at this thing, I would need to step on the very top of the ladder. Where it says do not uh, step. Right. The one that says no step. Okay, um, and then I'm in my sock feet, Steve, which are a little wet because uh, it was in the bathroom. Um, so I've got the wet sock feet, Stevie, and uh, the steps, the steps on the ladder, Steve, a little greasy. Mm. Okay, uh, so I look at all that, Steve. I put it all together and go, I don't see a problem here, <laughs> and okay? <laughs> I don't see an issue here at all, and up I go with a crowbar, Stevie, okay, because mm. this thing needs to be pried off. And uh, so, so I'm balancing myself, Steve. Okay, with the crowbar on the ceiling. Okay, so it's the only way I'm able to be standing on the top of this ladder. Right, is is having to hold myself with 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 a fucking crowbar. Okay, mm-hmm. yep. so I've got that in my left hand, bracing it against the ceiling. Okay, so I won't fall. And then I've got another crowbar, Steve, that I'm going to ram into that two by four. Okay, to pry it open. So I wind up, Stevie. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to wind up so I can give it a little pressure, Steve, give it a good shot, a good blow, right? <laughs> okay. And and uh, so off I go, Stevie, with the full wind up. And I miss the two-by-four, Stevie. So my head is actually at about 12 feet. Oh, no. Yeah. And I miss that, Stevie. And down and down I go. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Was it carpet at least? Is, there a, you know, is it hardwood? No, oh. no. Hardwood floor, Steve, with a bunch a bunch of renovation shit going on, a bunch of loose two by fours with nails sticking out of them. Oh my God. Yeah. Fire tools, Stevie, for the fireplace, the pokers and all that stuff. Okay. Right below me. Uh, and you know how lucky I am, Stevie. Okay. All I end up doing is, is I, I might have cracked a little bone in my hand. I don't know. I'm not, I don't want I don't to embellish, uh-huh. but I, I may uh-huh. have. I don't know. <laughs> and my bicep hits on the top of something and busts all the blood <laughs> vessels in my arm. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, you, show, you showed me the bruise. It's not not pleasant, ladies
1: and gentlemen. It actually looks a little bit like if you took an iron and like just sat it on your bicep, yeah. a hot one, for about, uh, I don't know, two minutes, that would be the effect it would look like.
0: There it is. Oh, hang on, Stevie. There it is, if you want to put it on. Look, see, there it is.
1: Yeah, no, there it is. That's not good.
0: Uh, That's not good. You know how lucky but, I am, Stevie? Okay.
1: Yeah, it sounded not- lucky.
0: <laughs> Good for you! I'm so happy <laughs> for you. <laughs> so, uh, so, anyway, yeah, but no, uh, you know, I bashed my head a little bit, Steve. Sure, I bashed my head a little bit, uh, a little bit, but no, uh, no issue, Stevie. Right? Some people think I should try and bash my head a bit. Right, uh, right. Anyway, I've that was a highlight of the week, Stevie. Well, I'm thinking, away, the, un- I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of your. I'm thinking of your um your
1: ladder and and uh, and how you ignored all the warning signs. Like, what would yeah. it take for you to have gone? This is dangerous. Like, <laughs>
2: what know. if it was
1: a li- What if the ladder was a little on fire? Would that have been enough? <laughs> like, maybe a Great Dane was on the side of it. Could you give it a little shake as you were going up. Would that be enough to say maybe not? Maybe that's yeah. a bad idea.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's just- one of these aluminum ones. Steve had that on there that weigh about I don't know eight ounces. You right, know? so. You know what I mean. You can move it around. You can hold it up and move it around with one hand. Yeah. Nothing could possibly go wrong. Steve had all the safety features in place. Nice. Yeah, good one. So anyway, I'm, <laughs> well, I'm, it's I'm, gl- I'm, I'm glad here you're here. Here I am to talk about it. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, we should talk about the
1: the future of the podcast because there's been a number of people who have reached out. Um, yes. You know. So the show has been around since 2019. If you can believe it. Wow. And uh, we've gone off every. Yeah, we've gone off every single weekday. This is show number eight eighty seven, eight hundred eighty seven shows in less than four years. There's probably and I mean this seriously, there's probably not many podcasts in the entire country that have been busier than that. Um, So we've been slaving over a hot microphone day in and day out, but nothing lasts forever. Um, so, I spent the holidays and the first couple of weeks of the new year figuring stuff out. You've thought about it as well. Um, we both have lots of work projects going on right now. And uh, so, we're going to
0: do two a day.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> exactly right. But I'm thinking to myself, you know, I'm spending more time in front of my iMac than I am with any human in my life. And so, right. and you've got your traveling with your new work, and the daily show is become too much i think and uh, maybe maybe too much for a lot of the listeners to keep up with as well i've heard i've heard that from people as well they want to listen to every show but who is time anyway we didn't want to kill the show it's built up a pretty big audience uh mostly here in ottawa and uh, so we're now going to be a weekly show like 90 percent of the other podcasts out there and uh james i know you're with me on this and that uh, we hope everybody sticks with us and supports it even though we're probably mucking up some people's routines but uh, we love all you who are listening and supporting and we appreciate you so Thank you for sticking with us as we uh, flip it to something new.
0: Yeah, yeah. Didn't want to give it up, right? Yeah, was was the was the main thing because that's that's always an option. But uh, holy man, eight eighty seven. Show. Yeah,
1: it's crazy, right?
0: That's nuts. Yeah, Yeah, I don't don't think you like you
1: and Russ feel like you've been going forever, and uh, I don't think you guys are at two hundred yet. Just pumping them out here in these parts,
0: anyway. Yeah, and we. I'll tell you what, uh, because we started them. I uh, uh, I I've, I've told this story before I guess but but it bears repeating uh because I repeat everything uh <laughs> is we started at the same time because I I went uh down to LA when Russ invited me to host that show we went down to meet with the, our partner yada 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 the 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 company we partnered with is very litigious and there was some legal stuff we had to sign and uh this is in real time so I'm Looking at this, they, that they sent to me, Steve, this contract mm-hmm. and, and one of the, one of the, uh, uh, clauses in the contract says, and you cannot do another podcast. Okay. You're, there's no, you're only doing this podcast. And I, as I'm signing the thing, my phone rings and it's you, uh, who had got let, got let go, uh, from the radio station. So I'm, I, as I'm signing this, you say to me, Okay, I can't do another podcast. You said to me, yada, yada, yada. Jimmy, do you want to do a podcast uh, with me? And I answered you in a split second, for sure, man. I don't see a problem with that at all. (laughs) And you're actually looking at the fine print that demands you never do that. Yeah, I am. So they started at the same time, right? They are relatively. Anyway, they must have started around the same time. So you've done, we've done four times, more than four times as many shows. Yeah. Uh, Anyway. And a few yeah, months later, I jumped.
1: Uh, a few months later, I jumped on the suspendables to produce it for you guys. Uh, I've stepped away from that for for, for much the same reasons. Just you have to, you have to prioritize. After a while, there's a million projects on the go, and uh, you only have time for x amount of things in the course of a day. So, uh, those are yeah. So I'm not part of the suspendables any longer, but uh, maybe jump on once in a while. But uh, that's the for news sure. in in the Stephen Jimmy podcast world. And uh, yeah, thank you for bearing with us through that transition.
0: Plus, the other reason is. You know I I I have too much fun. You and I go way back now. You know, we've been friends for over 20 years. Yep. Uh and I I love the uh comments from the people who do, who do listen. You know, there's we we got a couple of funny, very more than a couple of very funny people oh, who yeah. weigh in on shit. Uh fortunately or unfortunately, Steve, it's taking me down half the time, but it's funny. <laughs> but I love it. I love it that's the story that's the
1: news and so let's jump in we got lots to get to today we want to talk a little bit we got nfl action this weekend mm-hmm. looking forward to the first weekend of the nfl playoffs you may have some monday night i don't know if that's the first time it has been a monday night playoff game but uh yeah the schedule is loaded we'll give you our picks for what they're worth uh right. we'll also talk uh, some hockey as well We've got lots going on in the nhl the blue jays make a big trade so we'll get to all that coming up and more after these words Jim K. Ford has been serving Ottawa since 1982, one of the longest-running dealerships in the entire city. They've always been family-owned and operated, and their amazing team of professionals, from sales to service, is constantly training and improving to provide you with the best possible customer experience. And, of course, they're always ready to say yes. Check out JimKFord.com or visit them at 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans. At Jim K. Ford Lincoln,
2: we say yes!
1: And if you're looking to sell your home, maybe you're in the market to buy a home that better suits you and your family, or maybe an investment property, the Glen Walton real estate team can help you out. Glenn helped me sell a home a couple of years ago and provided a great painter, a cleaner, even bought new ceiling lights for us, all to make sure the home was looking its best on picture day. All part of his services. And by the way, a $500 gift card to any store as a closing gift to you if you're a buyer who works with Glenn and his team. Visit glenwalton.com. So where shall we begin? I know this coming up tonight. PK Subban. That's a name that hockey fans all know. He announced in September that he was retiring. He was actually surprised by the whole thing. He was actually shocked that no NHL club at the age of 33, no NHL club offered him an off season contract. And, uh, so he's now tonight going to be honored by the Montreal Canadiens for his time playing at the bell center with the Habs back in the day. But, uh, some unresolved feelings, obviously, because he never wanted to leave the Montreal Canadiens way back when. You'll recall, James, he gave like a $10 million yeah. donation to the Montreal Children's Hospital. He thought mm-hmm. he was going to be a lifer, and then he ends up getting traded to the Nashville Predators. But it looks <laughs> like the, the-, the Habs are coming up with an olive branch tonight for uh,
0: for P.K. Subban and uh, a chance to honor him. The biggest tilt in the world, Stevie, when that happened. P.K. Subban is given $10 million uh the next yeah. day we got traded to nashville i think it wasn't quite the day. next day but it wasn't that long <laughs> I after i know yeah can i get can i get five mil back please yeah. Yeah. okay i mean i the intention was i'd be staying here yeah uh, i don't throw 10 million around because i'm going to be leaving town steve yeah. yeah can i get a mil can i i'm not getting the 10 back can i get no, eight, seven, six, no. Nil, no. three?
1: You no. can't take money back from a children's hospital. That's the no, rule. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Fuck the kids. Give yeah. me my money back. <laughs> uh, yeah, he said. He mentioned. Uh, I think specifically in the teams. He, I think he mentioned the Oilers in there. Thought the Oilers might, or I don't know what he well. knows that. You know why, why he would say the Oilers? I'm I'm not sure. Uh, or Toronto? I think. Yeah. Thought. Yeah. Maybe. But uh, nothing like. Big body blow, Stevie. Big body blow for, uh, you know, PK, the sort of type of guy he is. That You know, I careful what you wish for, eh, Stevie? Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what, if you don't have me, you guys got nothing. So I'm going to retire. As I got my hand on the phone over here, watch, it's going to ring off the wall, Stevie, with uh, deals that I'll be able to make that you guys should have made with me. Tilt. (laughs) Yeah. I wonder if uh, I mean was, they're not retiring.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's certainly some discussion about maybe teams didn't want to insult PK Subban by offering him a bottom pairing role, given that he's a guy that I believe he won a Norris trophy. He's there was a time when he was regarded as you know a top ten defenseman in the NHL. And well and, and as uh, you know a Norris winner, number one at one point. And uh, I don't know that to be the case. I honestly didn't see enough of PK Subban. Playing in these last few years, all I know is every time I saw him play, he seemed to be slew footing somebody in a highlight. And um, I was not a big P.K. Subban fan for a few reasons. You know, Mark Stone, the slash that he gave him in the playoffs one year, there was one year in the playoffs where there was a big bench or at least a line brawl. And basically every senator on the ice waxed every Montreal Canadian on the ice. And it was in the midst of a 5-1 Ottawa win. So it's one of the funnest nights any Senator fan has ever had. You win big on the scoreboard and in the fights. But in the very next shift, P.K. Subban, who wasn't on the ice for the fights, he decided he was going to get involved and even the score and basically went after Ottawa's smallest player in Kyle Turris. And obviously, Ty- Turris, I, don't, I don't know if he's been in a fight in his life and he weighs about 150 pounds. I thought that was kind of classless back then. And, of course, uh, like I say, all those highlights we've seen least recently of uh, what looked to me like slewfoots. So I grew as a hockey player not to be a big fan of his, but I sure do like him as an analyst. Uh, I think he, he's, he can be emotional sometimes. He gives you good stuff, um, You know, not worried about burning bridges. He's, he's been a pretty good analyst, I think, so he's good in that regard. But I am a little surprised that at 33, no one in the league gave this guy a shot. Like the Senators, for example. I'm surprised. It's not like you had to worry about that big contract anymore. He was a free agent. Anybody could have had him. Just pay the man, bring him in. Sens certainly could have used a right-shot defenseman you know, to play in their top four at this stage of the game. He's not an ideal top four at this point in his career, but the Sens
0: are, well, they're in dire straits. They just are really thin on the blue line. I don't know how long he played in Montreal. Um, this retirement thing, Steve, may be a little misplaced here. Okay. Particularly when a guy comes out and says, I, I want to go to another team. You know, I'd like I'd like to be set up somewhere, right? And and so mis- what place. are they honoring, you know? How long do you play for Montreal, Steve? I Four think oh so, no, more six. than that. Six
1: or seven probably? Yeah. I you know.
0: Really? Are we celebrating guys now, Steve? Who who do the unbelievable thing and play more than five years? For a freaking team, seven years, seven years, seven. Yeah. Steve, okay, and we're going to honor PK Subban for spending seven in Montreal. I don't know, Steve. I, I, I well, don't. Well, they're not it. retiring I, his number
1: or anything. They're just having him back for a night and give him a big old applause, and that's the extent of it. Like the the sense here have the uh, the Ring of Honor, which is a sort of a tier below getting your number retired. I don't think yeah. either of those types of things are happening in, tonight in Montreal. But uh, I think they. he was a very no. popular player. In 2013, he won the Norris Trophy, and he was extremely popular. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they just decided to go. They had an opportunity to get Shea Weber, and I think um, he was a hell of a hockey player for them mm-hmm. right through to their Stanley Cup final appearance a couple of years ago before he retired. And so, you know, at the end of the day, as much as you love Subban as a Hab fan, Shea Weber sure delivered a lot for the Habs. In the seasons that would follow, and maybe more than Subban would have if he'd stayed at Hab. Right.
0: I I, I guess you know what whatever it was PK. Um, it's funny you mentioned that because on the same vein, Stevie, that um, the Raiders quarterback there, right, is is Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. I read a headline here. It's like farewell message to the team, saying it breaks my heart. So I, what what happened there? I don't know. Right? So, well and, and so,
1: so many uh everybody's saying when they they brought in Devonte Adams from the Green Bay Packers, right? And we'll get back to hockey here in a second. But uh yeah, it looked like Carr was all set. He's got that stud receiver that he's been looking for. They've uh you know, they're all set up for success. They were a playoff team last year, didn't make it this year, and uh yeah, they've decided to part company mm-hmm. with uh three-time Pro Bowler and he put out a social media post today thanking the organization and the fans as he looks forward to playing with a new team in a new city. And to me, Derek Carr, he's in the top half of the league as far as quarterbacks go. I don't know what the Raiders think that they've got out there that's, uh, that's going to be an upgrade on Derek Carr. But mm-hmm. I can almost guarantee when, uh, when this fall rolls around, the Raiders will have a lesser quarterback behind center.
0: Does he, he get a gig, be. Steve? Or is he gonna be like PK going? Oh, yeah. No, no, no one's voting me. Oh, yeah.
1: There's tons and tons of openings around the NFL. He will get a gig. There's no question about that. Um, but uh, you know, he makes a lot of money too and uh makes forty million dollars over the next two seasons. It becomes guaranteed on February fifteenth if he's still with the organization or agrees to a trade. So obviously not on the same page with the Raiders. Right. And so onward and upward, as far as he's concerned. Now, back to the Montreal Canadiens for a second. I don't know if you had a chance to see the Habs in baby blue this week. Um, like, I, like they were no. just so. Just picture Houston Oilers blue, baby blue, with the standard stripe across the chest and the Canadians right. C in the front. And I was like, wow, because I always hold the Montreal Canadiens up as one of the ideal franchises when it comes to, you know, these crazy third jerseys, um, and and there seems to be every organization's probably had about 15 jerseys in the last 20 years. It always felt to me like, okay, yeah, but Montreal would never do that, or the Celtics would never do that, the Yankees would never do that. That's why they're so classic. That's why they're so great. And I was a little disappointed. I grew up a Habs fan as a little Mm -hmm. kid in the 70s when they were so great. And I don't know, it was just a little bit of me that was – Whereas my dad used to put it, you know, I'm a little disappointed in you, son. Yeah. That's how I felt. That's how I felt about the Montreal Canadiens imagine for that. for just the greed factor and just another <laughs> another jersey to roll out. And it looked so bad, you know. Instead of the standard red, they had baby blue on, and I I was disappointed in it.
0: Can you imagine, Steve? How often I heard that from my dad. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll You're it to it after a
1: while. I'm sure.
0: I'll Trump your every couple of months to my every couple of days. <laughs> right. I'm yeah. a little disappointed. So.
1: Yeah. It didn't quite uh, hit you as hard as it did me, apparently, because you were back at your Dennis the Menace antics two
0: days later after you heard it. Yeah. Um, yeah. The old Jersey thing. I, I don't know. That's, you know, now, now, now it's just whatever, you know, yeah. I, I just, let's, let's spit something against the wall and and try that color. Yeah. 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 It's a bit, you know, Habs fan must be, you know, the obvious, Steve, is the cash, right? The obvious, totally. Is the cash, it's
1: greed. Right? You know? That's it.
0: What do you? What, yeah. What do you? What, what? What are you marking here? Mm-hmm. You know, what are you marking here? Oh, yeah. Back in the old days, in the original six, when they had red jerseys, white and blue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's go with it. I just felt like the Habs were above that. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I agree.
1: Anyway, you know? I guess nobody's above making money. Uh, I want to ask you about this. Uh, this happened about a week ago now, but a lot of people reacted to it. Some people say no big deal. Some people say totally inappropriate. But Paul Bissonnette, known as Biz Nasty, is on the spit and Chicklet show, but he's also on NHL on TNT. And before a Red Wing game about a week ago, mm-hmm. um, we're about five minutes away from the start of the hockey game, Paul Bissonnette has an opportunity to ask Red Wings captain Dylan Larkin one question. It's time for one question before the game is about to start, and he decides to ask this do you think you
2: still have a Red Wings jersey on next year? I know you guys are in contract negotiations going back and forth, but uh, how are things proceeding, and uh, do you think that uh, you guys are going to meet somewhere?
0: Uh, I sure hope so. Um, You know, (laughs) i got a game to play, and in uh, 15 minutes, right now, I'm just, uh, you know, excited <laughs> to be wearing a jersey, playing in the in the NHL tonight, and uh, uh, yeah, um, you know, I hope it, uh, that I'm here. Dylan, um, just tell him. You can tell, of, him it was good. tell him yeah. it's not his okay. business. It's yeah. okay. Don't worry. He'll be yeah. about this. Yeah. <laughs> you can. I don't even know what to say. If biz. your
2: PR guy wants to answer it, you can hand over the headset to him.
0: <laughs> yeah. Dylan, <laughs> don't worry. I oh. got
1: permission to leave. Yes. 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 All yes. right. See you guys. Even Beesonet's broadcast partner, or podcast partner, Ryan Whitney on and Chicklets, took him to task, calling it the worst pregame question he's ever heard anyone ask. Beesonet responded with, F you! Yeah, And I wonder what you think of
0: uh, Beesonet's question there. Well, first of all, I'm impressed. I was impressed that someone would throw the headset on 15 minutes before a game. Okay? A player. It's unheard of. It's unheard of. Right? that you're getting ready to step on the ice <clears throat> even even Stevie, most players don't do game day interviews you know it's just flatly denied it's been it's been a thing that's been around sports for forever
1: actually most of them do it after a game day skate and and if,
0: if you're Maybe. the if you're
1: the play by play broadcaster you're even seeing now where guys in the pregame skate are mic'd up and they're talking to the guys in the TSN booth while they're okay. skating around
0: so it does happen Okay, it does. True, true enough. Okay, uh, I'm a little disappointed in you, Jim. It does happen. Okay, it does happen. All right. So, uh, anyway, to to do it 15 minutes before, I've never seen that. I've never seen that. Uh, you know, a, like a stand up, a standalone interview. Um, so I'm going. Well, that's that's kind of cool for the guy to do it. The other one is it appropriate or or, or inappropriate? Well, that whole that whole podcast is inappropriate for starters True. right and i like i like it right people love it right they were the first guys in the in the game in the podcast game um so <clears throat> it's kind of cool uh there's but you know the, their stuff is inappropriate i'm a i'm a big fan of inappropriate um i've noted that so what the guy does though is kind of blow it for any other player to ever do it you know the uh biz nasty there you know it's like Dude, good, good one here. That's a bit of a coup that you are going to get players to get on and and give you an exclusive interview, right? Uh, you know, the other thing, Steve, it's it's not the, they're they're not the broadcaster here of the game. I get when you are saying they mic them up, but but it's either for the you know the Sportsnet or TSN or ESPN broadcast or whoever it is. Uh, well, know, these are the so, this
1: is NHL on TNT that's doing it before the game starts. They will broadcast it. Biz Nasty's
0: part of the pregame panel. Which well, he's going to blow it. it. Yes, yeah, he's going to he's going to blow it. That yeah. that no other, you know no other player is going to trust this guy. Mm-hmm. You know to, to to jump on the mic. So, um, first you know for sure you never asked that <laughs> before. He's, you're about to step on the ice for Detroit. Okay, uh, do you want to do you want to leave Detroit? What?
1: Yeah, yeah. Not <laughs> yeah, the time. Yeah, let
0: me just yank the jersey off right now and tell him I'm a holdout for yeah. tonight's game, you know? So. Yeah, what
1: did you expect the question or the response to be there exactly? And I hope so. You know, you're not going to... I respect anybody that wants to go off the beaten path once in a while. We can all agree that these interviews, whether they're pregame, midgame, game, they're usually just so unbelievably boring one game at a time, dump it in, blah, blah, blah. And that's the balance right. you walk. You know, whether you're someone who's a a beat writer or a broadcaster or whatever it is, you you, you could go cuz people are always as fans, they're always like, "Why don't they ask the harder questions?" They could, but they would lose access inevitably.
0: You got to stop with the inappropriate questions. Anyway, did you get laid this weekend, Steve? Uh no, I didn't. You? Oh, okay. I'll work on it. Yeah. Okay. Did you get all that, Steve? Inappropriate? I got it. I got it.
1: I did. I did. Can't get anything by me. Okay, so let's let's end it up today with some NFL talk in yes. that, I mean, uh, I'm sure you, like every sports fan or anybody with uh, any kind of soul and heart, would be absolutely thrilled to know that DeMar Hamlin was discharged yes. from a Buffalo hospital on Wednesday. That'd be the 11th. And he was admitted on Monday, went through all kinds of medical evaluations, series of cardiac, neurological, vascular testing on Tuesday. And mm-hmm. his doctor says, We've completed a series of tests, consultation with the team physicians. We're confident that DeMar can be safely discharged to continue his rehabilitation at home with the Bills. And that is so, such great news Unreal. because, yeah, everybody who was watching that game and seeing DeMar Hamlin go down after. Basically taking a, what looked like an innocent shot to the chest area. It was basically mm-hmm. a Cincinnati Bengal player, uh, T. Higgins, I think it was. He's got a 10-yard run. Hamlin's there to stop him. Higgins lowers his helmet, hits Hamlin in the chest area. And most people would know the story by now, but uh, Hamlin rushed to hospital. We didn't know if he'd live or die for two, three days. Right. And to see him be discharged from the hospital yesterday, that is unbelievable news.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. I saw that. And uh, yeah. Holy man. hey, Holy man. Yeah. Uh, because you're, when you originally hear it, you're going, this is not going to end well. Yeah. This is not going to end well. Uh, but, but you talk about, uh, you know, I'll be uh, curious and anxious to hear from what he says, because it sure puts in perspective life, you know, Yeah. like, like, like it, it wouldn't surprise me, right? If the guy comes out of this, even if he, even if one day he gets cleared to play, that he gives, gives it a hard pass. Go, yeah, no, I'm good, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. You know, I'm good. Not enough, not enough money. I got lots. Um, but what a great story. Yeah, yeah, what a what a what a wonderful thing to hear. When I, yeah, when I it, it's it's
1: it's a reminder of how dangerous the world of sports is. It just seems like the toy box of life, and we all just. You know, worship at the altar of pro sports and uh, you don't even think about things. And even a sport as violent as the NFL, you know, auto racing, I think about it all the time, you know, just Mm -hmm. one run, one wrong turn, you could die, but I don't even think about it in football. Um, I did. It did happen one time. I was watching the Hamilton Tiger cats. I was very little watching a game with my dad in the seventies and there was a game between the tie cats and the Stampeders. And the Ticats had a player who was in his first or second year with the Ticats, and his name's Tom Pate. And he got one of those sort of—I
0: remember that guy.
1: Yep. One of those blocks that go the other way, where the the whole play's going one way, and Tom Pate was giving chase, and then a Stampeder's coming back in the other direction to lay a block, and he didn't see it coming, and he was out on his feet like the hit was made, the block, and mm-hmm. then he hits his the back of his head on the turf. And, uh, yeah, he, he basically died on the field. Like he was alive for a while, but, uh, he never regained consciousness. He was knocked out and never regained consciousness, died later in hospital. And, uh, that was the first reminder of how dangerous that these collision sports can be. And I haven't really thought about it much since there haven't been many occasions remarkably enough in the sport of football where I go, I'm really worried for that
0: person's life. Yeah. Allie who of course, as we know, is married to Eric Kendrick. Yes. uh Right. For the Minnesota North Stars. And uh, she wrote up, she, she wrote a whole post about uh, the, you know, keep in perspective here now what it's like to be part of a family of a, of a pro football player. Right. Uh, and, and, you know, she was pretty, pretty genuine in saying my, my heart's kind of, In my mouth, most of those games, right? Where, where I do watch every single play going, yikes, 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 yikes. And, and I understand that because I'm, I'm, I remember my, my son playing football in high school and he was a quarterback and a backup quarterback, but came into play and got hit. I, and I just remember going, Oh my God, like, can we just get through this game where he doesn't get hurt? Yeah. I could give a shit whether he completed a pass, Steve, whether he ran for, a first down or whatever. I just remember going. This is hell. This yeah. is absolute hell. So, check check it out. I don't know how far back you'd have to go to see that post, but yeah. Um, you know who may come calling, Stevie, for that for Damar Hamlet, because <clears throat> you forget his days with the Minnesota North Stars. That maybe he ends up going back there.
1: Yeah, I think maybe no, <laughs> maybe no. Uh, I don't know if you saw. I don't know if you saw the. Um, it was J.J. Watt, I think, in his uh, final days of the Arizona Cardinals. He's he's retiring in the off season, and one of his Arizona teammates was grilling him about the sport of hockey. And I, I've never seen anything like he didn't know they were called skates. He didn't know anything about the game whatsoever. I was right. like, wow, that's crazy. Some of these guys from the you know the the southern states that have no exposure to ice and. You yeah, know, no exposure to the sport of hockey. Just, Never
0: seen uh, snow, Steve. Some yeah, of these guys.
1: Yeah, J.J. Watt, meanwhile, grew up in Wisconsin, and he actually played some hockey. It's hard to imagine a guy that big and, and muscular uh, playing the sport of hockey, just mow everybody down. But uh, he was he was blown away that his teammate knew so little about the sport of hockey.
2: I don't understand the rules. You don't understand the rules of hockey because, like, how many people are on the ring or on the ice at one time? Five players, one goal, and. So- so 6 and 6. Okay, so 12. And then if you get, like, a, a foul, you have to, like, set in the box, right? So if I put you in giant-ass, uh, what are those sh- shoes called they were? Skates. This, 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 ice skates. This guy, this guy, this guy, I, I couldn't think of it. Guy, Anyways, guy, okay. This guy, this guy, <laughs> no, I'm not. You're I just, it lost my, I skipped my mind. If I put you if in giant-ass ice you skates, you, what are they called? if what are I put you in those giant-ass ice skates, could you ride around, could you... Could you skate around on ice? Yes. No. You'd you look man. like a moose on ice. Feet and knees going everywhere. You want to go skating? How, where are we going to go skating here in Arizona? No. What yeah. if we fell through? We're not going on We're a we go on a mind. pond. We're going on my pond back in Wisconsin. That oh, is this look, look, just like this. This is what you do, right? You would fall flat on your face with that center of gravity.
1: <laughs> There's J.J. Watt fairly humorously explaining hockey to his Arizona Cardinal teammate Zayvon Collins, and that is courtesy of HBO, by the way. And just back to the thought that uh, Allie Cortnall had about her husband, Eric Kendricks of the Minnesota Vikings. Guys like her husband take contact on every play. Like We focus yeah. on quarterbacks when we're watching the game, quarterbacks, quarterbacks, and they take some big looks, don't get me wrong, but not as many. As the guys who are taking contact on every play, and that would be linebackers, that would be defensive and offensive linemen, even running backs out there, either getting hit while they have the ball or laying a block. Right, like it's such a brutal sport, and uh, and so much of the chaos and the damage uh, we won't hear about until twenty years after these guys retire. And right. uh, you know, so it's so brutal. The other
0: things, yeah, I I don't know whether it would have prevented that or not with the, with this injury, but you know you you think back steve to the days when we started watching football and uh you know i what always sticks out to me from from images from the 70s when you saw guys who were who were you know defensive linemen or or linebackers mm-hmm. you know the size of the shoulder pads remember right. they were giant big yes. giant shoulder pads yeah and of all sports you know when you when you look at it and someone who didn't know about football and says here's here's what happens okay These guys run as fast as they can straight at each other, you know, or, or try and, you know, and they're going to pull each other down at high speed, yada, yada, yada. And here's the equipment that they wear, you know, and you're going to look at this thing going that, that guy doesn't even have a thigh pad on. Right. You know, nothing down the shin, Stevie, (laughs) nothing, you know, small helmets. Now, Steve, you know, the, the problem with it is Stevie, when they look at it, go, if you want to increase your mobility, uh, you know, go to a smaller shoulder pad, go to a smaller helmet. You know, well, go there less pads, right? It's just like, what the fuck, man! I are you kidding me? I, well, I really think it should hurt a little
1: bit if you're going to basically just take aim like a rocket and try and freight so, freight train somebody who's carrying the ball, and you're just going to absolutely level. It, I don't, I don't think you should just feel comfortable. I think that should hurt like hell when you do it, and I think that's why. You know, in the early days of the National Football League and the CFL, when they had very little protection, I, I right. bet there weren't as many freight train hits because it hurts so bad. And I could say the same thing about the NHL. Certainly, some big hits. Good but, point. But maybe not the freight train hits that you see now because it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt you to throw right. the check or or make the big block or whatever it is. So right. I think it. I mean that I think that's part of it, and that uh, you're basically you get a suit of armor. And all the armor is a weapon.
0: Yeah. Yeah, right.
1: Let's close out with our NFL selections this weekend, because I'm very much looking forward to being covered in potato chip crumbs this weekend on my couch, watching lots of NFL. I've sent you the odds. And uh, naturally.
0: This thing drives me bananas doing this, but.
1: uh, You don't, you don't. I thought you liked
0: it. uh, I don't know. I'm not sure about it anymore, but let me see. Why? Because you suck at it? I suck at it. I really do. But mm-hmm. Can we go back to PK Subban
1: being a goof? Oh, okay. We don't have to. No, I, I don't want to do selections if you don't, do do I, no, okay, no, don't do. want to do selections. No, no, I don't want to. I really, honestly thought you liked doing it, so I'm not. I'm not joking when I say that. So I get we'll, your pen. We'll cancel it pen. out.
0: Nope. You ready? I'll do it quick.
1: All right. Fine. Quick. We'll do them really quick. Um, so you can t- you can take the first one. Um, so Seattle. So, you got Seattle. Okay. So let me give the odds so that people can follow along a little bit. I'm sure we've uh, we've lost all our listenership already, but um, so it's San Fran by nine and a half is the line.
0: Okay, and you want Seattle? Seattle plus nine and a half. Okay, good. okay.
1: And then I oh. will make the selection on the next one. Chargers at Jags. I'm going to take uh, it's uh, Chargers plus two and a half, and that's who I'm taking. Chargers. Then you got so Miami Jags
0: minus two and a half for me. Okay.
1: Um, no.
0: My turn. Well, the charge. Uh, no, the bill. Charger.
1: I've got Chargers minus two and a half.
0: Oh, so I got Jags plus two and a half. That's right.
1: Okay, Miami at Buffalo. Buffalo is a 13-point favorite. Oh, I'll take Dolphins. Yeah, you can't believe that. Okay. I got Dolphins plus 13. I'm going... Okay, so I got Buffalo. Uh, Giants at Minnesota. Minnesota is a three-point favorite there. I had Minnesota at six and a half in my own spread, so I'll take Minnesota by three. No problem there. Then it's Baltimore at Cincy. Cincy is an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh... I'll take the Ravens. The The Ravens. Ravens. And then finally, on Monday night, Dallas is at Tampa Bay, and Dallas is a a two-and-a-half-point favorite. And I'm going to take Dallas. Dallas. Although Tom Brady, since 2013, he's won every other Super Bowl since 2013, and it's time for him to win a Super Bowl. He didn't win last year, so he's supposed to win this year. (laughs) All right. I got the Bucs. Is that
0: it? Is that wild card weekend or something? Is that what this is?
1: That is absolutely what it is. Only two, only two teams get a buy now. It was the Chiefs and the Eagles. Everybody else is in Wild Card Weekend now. Right, uh c- close it out, I know you're a big Blue Jay fan. Jays made yeah, another, yeah, they made another big deal. They brought in Brandon Belt this week. He agreed to terms on a one year deal with the Jays Monday night. The deal became official on Wednesday, and uh, it's only nine point three million dollars. He was dinged up a mm-hmm. lot last year, but if you go back to 2021. He had a career high 29 homers in just 97 games, but he had surgery in September and hit only eight home runs in 78 games last season. So, which Brandon Belt are you getting? Certainly, um, Jays fans are hoping it's the guy from 2021, but this batting order is starting to look absolutely obscene with the talent. Is it a
0: signing or a trade? It's a signing. All right.
1: Yeah. Good. So, here's what their batting order could look like. For the springtime. Leading off, George Springer, Vladdy Guerrero Jr., Bo Bichette, Alejandro Kirk, Dalton Varsho, another guy they brought in, Matt Chapman, Brandon Belt, Kevin Biggio, and Kevin Kiermaier. That is grotesquely good. So pumped if you're a Blue Jay fan, I think.
0: Is Teoscar gone? Did he get traded? He surely did, yep.
1: Oh, no. I like Teoscar, yep. But they needed pitching help, and so they made a deal for pitching... And uh, had to sacrifice something. And that's what the, my my Ottawa Senators are going to have to do here in the off season, I think. And that is sacrifice some of their high-end offensive talent up front to bring in something that will make the blue line not suck. Not How about sacrifice the
0: coach, Steve? I'm sorry. How about sacrifice the coach? Oh, yeah. yeah coach,
1: I so. think that's a fait accompli. New ownership is going to come in, I think, in, in clean house. I, I right. They'll bring in new management and uh, new
0: coaching. Uh, by the way, Steve, before we go, because it's a weekly show, we need... Uh, we, some of the stuff we've got to increase our gamut. Nice. Okay, Steven. I like uh, a good gamut. gamut. Ronnie O'Sullivan, Steve, knocked out of the Masters Snooker Championship. Oh, no, uh, not Ronnie. Yeah, Rocket Ronnie. Uh, he lost to Mark Williams today, so 6-5. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a great decider. Sure. Um, so Playing anyway, for the North quit, Stars. Bu- quit. Yep, quit bugging me. Pete. Did you just say the Minnesota North? <laughs> I didn't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you would normally say the minnesota north State, but you didn't do that did you jim <laughs>
1: yeah don't mess with my stick warranty
0: yeah okay stay away from my stick so but i know people stevie are are listening good listeners uh you know are saying when do we get a snooker update jim when? yep yep so anyway there it is yeah ronnie's out
1: we will be the podcast that gives you the weekly snooker update you're always looking for something to separate yourself from the from the riff-raff out there. And now sure. we have snooker updates coming weekly. Ronnie O'Sullivan, what did he do again?
0: He's out? Yeah, he's out. Yeah. Oh, no. He's out, he's out of the Masters. One of the majors, oh, Stevie. It's one of the majors son. on the snooker tour. Uh, and did you see that gone. dart
1: game, by the way, while we're talking about pub games? That dart match? I don't know who it was. It was Are uh, you
0: pulling my dart right now? Or no, no I
1: watched I watched a highlight. Look, they're, they're calling it the greatest leg in, in dart history. Oh, I did. Yeah. Okay. It was a, so. A nine-darter.
0: Like, the guy threw a nine-darter.
1: Yeah, I think they both were close to do, doing nine. Anyway, it was as fast a, a dart match as I can imagine, or, or a leg of a match that I could ever think of. And uh, and I'm not a dart guy, but I was into it. Like, if it was all like that, I'd be, I'd be watching this shit. <laughs> Michael may miss, and Michael may hit. They're both on nines. They're both. final, Michael Van Gerwen he's over my Data in the world final and just misses double 12 over to you Michael Smith, one man misses does the other man get I've never seen the like come on Stolibon. yes double 12, double 12.
0: Nice, Stevie. Welcome to the lame side, pal. You're like, I, I'm, come on over and see me. Take a seat right beside me, okay?
1: Uh, nothing lame about that. Uh, no,
0: I saw that, though, as a matter of fact. So.
1: Yeah, it was cool. Uh, and I don't have any of the names because I just don't care, but it was a really cool highlight. Uh, just, yeah, it happened the last couple of weeks. If you make that urine in at homework, I guarantee you'll say, I don't I know don't, much on darts, but that was fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, let's get out of here. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being with us today. Uh, thank you to Jim K. Ford. Thank you to the Glenn Walton real estate team. Thank you to all the good listeners, to our Patreon members. Uh, a brave new world as we move forward as a weekly show. And uh, we'll settle on a day. Right now, Jimmy's been traveling, so we haven't been able to figure out what day of the week, but we will settle on a specific day. I mean, if you've got a specific day of the week you'd like us to do, uh, uh, we'd love to hear from you on that or anything else, whether, what we're talking about on the show, uh, how things are going. Uh, give us a note or drop us a note, rather, at SteveWproject.com. James, enjoy your week and we'll talk to you next time. Good night, everybody. We'll see you.